Here are Chris and Tom's picks of the week. It's that time of the week where Tom and I give you our NFL picks of the week. As all of you know, we never know what we're going to do until we show up on Wednesdays. So we did three games last week. Correct. Did we do three? We did, we did five games last week. No, three last week. We're doing five again this week. It was three last week. I thought you won three. No, I won three yeah. through the week before. That's right. You, let's just go ahead and address it now. Did you make I the did. clean sweep? I did. <laughs> three and three, three and zero this week. Chris got the win. That's not supposed to come until later in the the episode tonight, but three and zero. Humbly grant you the win this week. Great pick, sir. Thank you. Granted, you did. I mean, aside from the coin flip, you did get to pick two of those before I did. But that's the way we do things every week. So it's all fair and love and war. Hey, yeah. Um, and so this week we're doing five games. Um, again, kind of you know breaking off from that that three game rotation that we had been doing aside from the week prior. Uh, we did five games too. So uh, yeah, this is this is going to be a good rundown and. Oh, yeah. Nothing else is going on this week. No World Series. Uh, we're not going to talk about college this week. Um, so, well, I mean, it's all NFL. Yeah, I believe there's a late ballot cast that made us change from three to five games, and that's why we had to do that. There's your quick election joke for the show, and we're done with that <laughs> nonsense. So here, and I really hope I win the coin toss this week. Otherwise, I don't know how I'm gonna, <laughs> how I'm gonna win three games because. I don't know. We might have to. The coin toss may have to be calculated a day or two after. Everything settled, so. Yeah, so that's why we be coming to you but. on Monday instead of Thursday. So here, <laughs> enough of the jokes. Let's get to the first game. We have the Green Bay Evil Yellow team from Wisconsin versus the 49ers. Yes, we have picked their game for once. You guys can get off our backs. Tom, you got the first pick. And did you curse me and leave me saying nice things about that team, or did you take them and save me? That embarrassment. I'm actually trying to remember which one I picked here, um, but I'm all right. Let, let me take a, a quick, quick detour back to what you just said. I believe this might be the first time mm-hmm. this year that you have actually said Green Bay. Yeah, you've said Evil Green Yellow Team almost every time. Yeah, that Evil Team up north. I think you've said a couple of times. Yeah, but I don't know if you've actually uttered the words Green Bay. I, so Green Bay, so I'm okay with. with. I'm Before okay. Before you start listening, go back and check us. See if that's what uh, yeah. if that's right. But yeah. you know, it, I, I had to think for a second. Like it, it very well might be. Yeah. So all right. Anyway, um, that is uh, that's all I got to say. I do believe I took uh, Green Bay. You did. Thank I'm, you. All right, sorry, I'm trying to look back for at, at the text because I should have prepared for that. Yes. All right. So. Um, I took Green Bay, uh, taking one for the team. No, I'm kidding. All right. Uh, <laughs> I, I knew that you would not prefer, even if they were uh, the favorable team. Which they uh, are this week. <laughs> which they are. Didn't have anything. It had everything to do with why I picked them this week. Um, it's This is going to be an interesting game. Garoppolo is still on the IR for um, the 49ers. And so yeah. that is – that's going to make things interesting because it's not they, – they haven't exactly been the most successful without him. 
Not that, that they've been the most successful with him either, but you know, without your um, number one arm, things are tougher. Rodgers, only two picks on the year, 20 touchdowns, almost 2,000 yards passing. He's having himself a year. Um, Jones, on the ground, five touchdowns, about 400 yards. Devontae Adams, who really is their only formidable receiver. They have some others, but uh, they're only uh, really remarkable receiver. 500 yards, seven touchdowns on 43 receptions. Having a good good year himself. Um, I know they got some other guys like Valdez, Scantling, and um, uh, I, I think even uh, just to get a, a Notre Dame name out there, Equinemius uh, St. Brown. I, I Yeah, that's him. I think it's St. Brown um, getting some reps um, again, younger guys. Adams really is kind of the veteran for them to look up to. Um, Aaron Jones is questionable this week. They got uh, Kevin King at cornerback out um, a couple of safeties out. And so that's going to be interesting, but this is the, this is the Thursday night game. So it's like, you know, whatever we see now is pretty accurate going into tomorrow. Right. But I'm not going to take Aaron Jones and, uh, uh, green out because I know that they've been performing um, and we've been seeing a lot of questionable guys performing yet this year. They're averaging 31 points per game, allowing 26 points per game, which is right at where San, San Francisco is. Um, last week's loss to Minnesota was uh, not pretty, and I'm hoping that they don't carry that momentum into next week. I hope it, in fact, motivates them to perform better against San Francisco, um, who, in my opinion, is clearly a better team than Minnesota. Yeah, so when I saw you took Green Bay, I I almost yelled and shouted joy, knowing I would not say nice things about them, which is fantastic from my perspective. I, I know that you guys are shocked that Chris, a Bears fan, doesn't want to say nice things about them. And then I, I saw the, that I had to. And then I saw the injury report, and I said, oh, boy. I almost wish I took them now because that report is not good because Garoppolo out, George Kittle out, Debo Samuel out. Uh, so there's your two best receiving options and your quarterback out. Tevin Coleman out too. Tevin Coleman's out now? Oh, great. I, that, that's new because he was doubtful yesterday. So now they're out Tevin Coleman. Things are just going swimmingly over here for the 49ers. <laughs> the, the bright spot is that Nick Mullins is a better passing threat than Garoppolo as he throws the ball farther down the field. He actually attempts deep balls. He averages 8.7 yards per attempt. He actually averages more yards per game than Garoppolo does, and his passing is better than Garoppolo. So he's a better quarterback, but they don't win games when he starts, maybe because they're all banked up already. And they have Mostert back, which is great news for them because the one thing that that defense in Green Bay cannot stop is the ground game because Mostert got 212 yards before contact last season in the championship game, and he has still not been touched by a Green Bay defender to this day. And he's playing, which is a good sign for them. The, their passing game is eh because it's just Brandon Ayuk who, who gets 53 yards per game because they have no quarterback. Kendrick Bourne is like the fourth string receiver. He's not like the third string receiver because of injuries and it's the running backs, but they do have one big advantage in this game and that's their defense, which is just outstanding. Allowing 6.7 yards per pass attempt, sixth best in the NFL. So Aaron Rodgers, the rock, he's going into their strength. They allow 4.0 yards per carry, which is time for ninth best in the NFL. 
and they only allowed 21.6 points per game, and that's 10th best in the NFL, which is huge. It's huge because they need that defense because that offense is just not very good, especially because they have all the injuries. And I mean all the injuries to their skill players and quarterback, and it's just an ugly situation that I would only wish on one team that's the team they're playing today, uh, tomorrow, so or today if you're listening to it on Thursday. Right. You know, I, 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 I'm glad that I didn't uh, take the Niners for that, that injury report reason, although it would have been fun to hear you say somewhat nice things about the Packers. So, ah, all right. Ah, Tom Spore, sorry, ah, guys. I know. I, I cursed. Yeah. Um, all right, so there you have it, Green Bay versus San Fran. Now heading into game two, we got Baltimore Ravens versus the Indianapolis Colts. Chris, sir, we got. Well, you suck me with the Colts. I'm actually okay with that because this is another game where it's playing into Lamar Jackson's weaknesses. Lamar Jackson, as we saw against the Steelers, cannot throw the football and win the game for you. This is a question that we've had for years now and is being confirmed. People, this is nothing to do with him being called a running quarterback or whatever. He just is not very good. It's like Mitchell Trubisky. If you need Trubisky to throw the ball to win the game, you will lose that game. It's just how life works. And the Colts' offense is not great. Phillip Rivers is being Philip Rivers this year, 10 touchdowns, 6 picks, 97.3 pass rating. A 265.4 yards per game, and their ground game has been really saving them because uh, that passing game is just nothing to write home about. So they ground and pound with that O-line, and they just run the ball, and their defense is absolutely outstanding, allowing 6.9 yards per pass attempt, which is high for ninth in the NFL, 3.4 yards per carry they allow, which is second best in the NFL. So the Ravens like to run the football, meet the Colts' defense, Good luck with that one. And they allow 19.4 points per game. Fifth best in the NFL. Welcome to the Colts defense. I believe they faced the Steelers who were a top 10 defense and they only scored 24 points because Lamar Jackson threw the ball to guys in the wrong uniform twice. <laughs> it was just bad passes and it looked like very Mitchell Trubisky-like passes, which made me have bad flashbacks to watching – uh, Besky time throw the ball to the other team on a consistent basis when you least when you need him to do it the least, and so I'm actually happy getting the Colts in this one. I know the Lions Ravens by three, but I think this is another one of those upset city babies that I called last week. So I'm really happy about this one. Yeah, so I, I think um, you know I, I've got the Ravens this week. I did select them because I had first picks, but. Um, you know, I think what is uh, going to be interesting, like you said, is Lamar Jackson will be forced to throw the ball because the Colts allow less than 100 yards rushing, um, but they themselves only gain about 100 yards rushing. So that doesn't affect Lamar Jackson, but as far as, you know, equal on the other side of the ball. Um, so I, I think what I'm seeing here is fairly equal points per game gained uh, per team fairly equal points allowed, um, fairly equal total yards gained, and the real difference comes from yards allowed, and the Colts do allow fewer yards. However, Rivers is kind yeah. of the, the the mark that I've I used to decide, and he's been less than impressive because I want to be nice on um, video here. Um, yeah. 
10 touchdowns, six picks is not good. Uh, it's Philip Rivers. Just leave it there. It's Philip Rivers, and I know that. And um, it, really interesting to see that Jonathan Taylor leading uh, the the Badger boy out of Wisconsin um, liked seeing him play in college. So that's that's good. But Lamar Jackson is still the leading rusher for the Ravens too. So he he has the ability to move on his feet. I know that doesn't always work out for him, especially against the Steelers and maybe against a Colts team that does have a better run defense, it won't work out, and he'll be forced to use his arm. But uh, we're seeing him still produce in the air, four, four INTs, two of which were against one team. And so you can't, can't take one game and extrapolate it out to the entire season. So I think he, he he's a guy who's very dynamic and can make the most of um, situations that he's in. Um, I, I think he's going to do that this this Sunday. He is going to be forced to move around. He's going to be forced to use his arm. Um, I don't think he will disappoint. Um, Mark Ingram is questionable for the Ravens. Chris Moore questionable for the Ravens. Um, just to name a couple. And then on the Colts, we've got Ryan Kelly, the center, questionable. Yeah. All of these are questionable. Jonathan Taylor, Jordan Wilkins, both running backs, Ashton Doolin, wide receiver, and Mo Alley-Cox, tight end. All questionable, not necessarily all starters, but Jonathan Taylor, if he, if he is somewhat questionable, makes you wonder what's going on, what, what happened in practice, or if it's just that he was uh, dehydrated and needed some water one day and had to sit out. So it's it, you never know with the questionable what it necessarily could mean because they're not going to give you every detail. Um, so, but it is a wild card knowing that there is something going on um, with Taylor that could affect the game on Sunday. Questionable at this point season means they're playing. They're just banged up a little bit more mm-hmm. than you would like, but. If it's a doubtful, I would be concerned. Questionable is like, okay, they're playing. They're just a little hurt unless it's like something like a big knee injury that like it's a 50-50 shot. But usually questionable means they're probably going to go unless something flares up again. And this is questionable. This is from ESPN. They they only have, at least on their matchup rundown, they only have three grades of the injury report. They have questionable, they have out, and they have injured reserve. Slash slash COVID list. So questionable could mean doubtful. Questionable could mean leading towards playing in the game. We've seen this with Sammy Watkins the entire season. He's been questionable since week two. So I I don't think that. Yeah, I I don't think questionable is is anything to be concerned about at this point in the season because, like you said, everyone's banged up. Everyone on the team could be listed as questionable if you really think about it. Tom Brady's list is questionable for like 20 straight years in New England because he, he injured his pinky in a practice and he was listed as questionable. So I don't pay much attention to injury reports no. when it says no. questionable. And they're the books out on Lamar Jackson, which is why I'm confident the Colts, because the Steelers showed the flaw in his play. Send three rushers and have everyone else play zone. That way he can't run around and he has to throw the football. If you do that, you win the game. So it's like what the it's like when the Pats solved the Rams uh offense in 2018. And then the Patriots in the Super Bowl ran the exact same defense against the Rams that the Bears ran earlier in the year. It was like, and it was like, oh my gosh, look at the Patriots defense against the Rams. And I'm sitting there on the couch going, the Bears did the exact same thing, you morons. I thought you guys watched NFL games for a living. How, how do you not know this? It's the exact same defense. Ah, Never know, man. 
Yeah, you never know, and this could be an interesting one. But next on the list is another matchup of two playoff contending teams, which is why we have five this week. We have a lot of teams contending for playoff spots. And this one is the Seahawks versus the Bills. The Bills who have been struggling, the Seahawks come off a bye. And Tom, who did you take this in this matchup? This was a tough one. Um, I, I really had to think about it because I, I could have gone either way. Um, but I'm taking the Seahawks in this one, not because they, you know, six and one, six and two, it, it's it, that that's the same in my mind. I mean, six wins is six wins. You know, uh, uh, two losses, one loss. It's really just who's had that number of games this year. I'm not worried about record because both have six wins. Both are very solid teams. Um, Russell Wilson has been on a tear this year. Yeah. Um, 26 TDs. He has had six picks, but. He's throwing the ball a lot more than than some other quarterbacks, and so, but I mean, simply by seeing that he has twenty six touchdowns, so, and and almost 2,200 yards. A, a concern, though, is you know, Greg Greg Olson is questionable. We just talked about our questionable stance, so I'm not going to read too much into that. But um, it, he and he's not the biggest target out there. No. Um, Lockett's going to get the ball a lot. Metcalf's going to get the ball a lot. So, uh, and they're healthy. So I'm not concerned about that. Um, Carson on the ground has been doing very well. 323 yards, three touchdowns. Metcalf is leading the uh, receiving core with 680 yards and seven touchdowns. They're averaging 34 points a game. They're giving up 28 points a game, which is higher than the Bills. Um, average uh, number of points they've gotten per game. Um, they're actually pretty even on points allowed and points gained. Um, but the big difference maker is they average about 50 yards more per game in offensive production than the, uh, than the Bills. But they also um, allow almost 100 yards more yeah. um, on the defensive side of the ball. So it, it's it, it, it cancels out, and that's that's why their points allowed is so high. They, they gain a lot, but they give up a lot too. Um, but Russell Wilson, Wynn Wilson, I think is uh, is my stance this week. Yeah, the line is Seahawks by two and a half, and if this game was taking place three weeks ago, I would have been ecstatic to take the Bills. I would have mm -hmm. been jumping up and down saying, yes, you gave me the Bills. Uh, but the Bills' offense has not looked as potent as it did in the early early part of the season, right. which is the one issue I'm having. Like, uh, like three weeks ago, I was a Bills all the way. Now I was like, I, I, I don't know. It's going to be tight. I mean, Josh Allen was an MVP candidate, and now he's like, okay, is he just a really good quarterback who can go up to MVP level and then has a very, has a fluctuating ceiling and floor that's just ridiculous? Uh, it's hard to tell. He has 16 touchdowns, five picks, so he's not throwing a lot of picks like he used to. It's still – but you're still like, ah, I wish you got more touchdowns out of him. The Bills have a good ground game with Devin Singletary, Josh Allen, Zach Moss. They average 113.7 yards combined. It's one of those uh, mix-and-match deals with the run game. And that aerial assault, though, is the ball goes to Stephon Diggs on first and second down. On third down, it goes to Cole Beasley. That is the passing tech. If you can figure that out, you figure out their passing tech. And that's what teams are doing now because outside of Diggs and Beasley, they don't have a receiving threat to really hurt you. So 
if the Seahawks, but the Seahawks defense, like you said, is um, the opposite of good, as it were. It's the it's not yeah yes. Considering I called the Cardinals Dude. upset, which was fantastic, by the way. I still love that I called that. Uh, that sorry, I love taking upsets that everyone's going, Chris, you're crazy, and I'm like, no, I'm actually I'm seeing the matchup problems. But the Bills' offense is not the Cardinals' offense, which is Kyler Murray throwing the ball to DeAndre Hopkins, who can be covered by the entire defense, and he still catches the ball. And then this defense, which is this offense, which is hit or miss. And the Bills' defense is uh, good against bad offenses and bad against good offenses, uh, which people don't really notice because they are they allow seven point three yards per pass attempt, which is like average. 4.7 yards per rush attempt, which is sixth worst in the NFL. So that's not good considering the Seahawks can run the ball extremely well. And they lost 24.9 points per game, which is about average. So average defense versus an above average offense is not a good sign for oh, – am I bad? The Seahawks are a great offense. Sorry about that. I was underselling them. And then the Bills offense, which it has the potential of being great – but also has the potential of being absolutely horrible on any given Sunday. My hope is that the Seahawks defense brings the best out of the Bills offense because the Seahawks defense is just that bad that they pull out a uh, barn burner of a game like the Cardinals did and somehow win like 34-31 in an absolute show of no defense by either team. You're right. This this game is going to be really interesting, and um, I think that – that big thing to remember is that the um, the Seahawks like to give up a lot on defense, and so it's really whether whether Josh Allen and the Bills can take advantage of the opportunities that they will inevitably get right. um, when Seahawks give up some defense, make some defensive errors. Yeah, I don't. I just don't know because the Bills should be putting up twenty-eight points per game. With they have the weapons to do so, they just haven't been doing it. That's my concern. It's like mm-hmm. the last few weeks have been. It's like trying to pull teeth. It's like it's hard to watch. It's like, come on, guys, you have two good receivers, a tight end who's useful, and a good ground game. How are you mm-hmm. struggling to score points? I'm. What's what's the deal here, guys? Yeah, no, I, I get it, man. I understand. So. All right. Well, moving on into our next game, keeping things moving, we got the Raiders and the Chargers. Yeah. Well, I never like to say the Raiders, but Tom did not give me the option, so he gave me the Chargers, which I'm equally happy about because I get to talk about another rookie quarterback named Justin Herbert who is trying to be the offensive rookie of the year, trying to steal that word from Joe Burrow as much as he can. He's averaging 327 yards per game, 15 touchdowns, five picks. He is on, he's a 104.5 pass rate. He's playing better than Josh Allen. He, I mean, the Chargers have to be thinking they're lucky stars that they're, uh, as, as bad as it sounds, they have to be thinking they're lucky stars that they're uh, medic, doctor, punctured the lung of Tyrod Taylor because it's helped their offense dramatically because they can put points up all day long. It's just that the defense is hot garbage. I mean, the ground game is average. They don't have a good ground game, but that receiving core, man, Keenan Allen, 78.3 yards per game. Hunter Henry, 46.3 yards per game. Mike Williams, 52 yards per game. You have Herbert throwing for 327 yards, and they're putting like dang near 28 points a game. It's just that defense could get one 
tiny stop in the fourth quarter, they might win some games this year and be actually in the playoffs, but they're not. I mean, they allow 6.7, 6 point yards per press attempt. However, seventh best in the NFL, which seems counterintuitive compared to how many yards they allow in the passing game. They allow 4.7 yards per carry, which is sixth worst in the NFL, and they allow 26.4 points per game. 19th in the NFL, not the worst, but when it comes to the fourth quarter, they will make sure to blow any league that's above 14 points <laughs> and make sure they do it in the worst fashion whatsoever. And then it, I, if they could play defense, this team would be in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Right now, they'll be 5-2 and two or 6-1. and one. They should have been the Chiefs. They should have been a whole bunch of teams that they lost to. They should have been the Saints. It's just that they need a defense to show up, and I don't know if it's going to show up against the, char- the, the Raiders. Yeah, that was the, the deciding factor for me. I took the Raiders. Um, Derek Carr and uh, Justin Herbert, for all intents and purposes, had been performing about equally. Um, both have the, the ballpark of 820 to 800, 1840 to 1820. I did that backwards. Um, yards, uh, 14 touchdowns versus 15 touchdowns, two interceptions versus five interceptions. So they're fairly even, evenly performing. Um, but like you said, the, the receiving core, I think, is more impressive. Um, the ball is spread around a little bit more for for Carr, I believe. Um, uh, leading receiver, three three touchdowns and 370 yards, but Keen, and that's uh, Darren Waller. But Keenan Allen has 550 yards, um, three touchdowns still, but he's getting the ball more. Um, so I, I think that's the, um, something to note is, is Herbert is, is favoring him. But it's clearly working for him. For him. Um, you're and you're one hundred percent right that that defense is the reason that I took the the Raiders. Um, they're giving up three hundred and seventy five yards a game. The Raiders themselves are giving up three hundred and eighty three yards a game, so still not that great. Um, and actually, they're pretty even in in that respect. Um, Raiders, 266 passing yards allowed, 264 from the, the Chargers, 117 rush yards from the Raiders, 112 from the Chargers. So these are two teams that are pretty even in a lot of stats, but you've also got some guys that are potentially out, like Joey Bosa and Isaac Rochelle. And so I think, uh, at least on the, uh, the the their defensive ends and on that that line that, that could be stopping the run game, they're not – potentially with their full core this this week. So um, I, I think Jacobs is going to get the ball a lot. They're going to pound uh, on the ground. He's got 500 yards for five touchdowns. Um, they do have quite a bit of rushing yards per game, 127. I, you know, this was tough because these are two, when you look at the numbers, they're fairly close. But when you look at the game, the defense for the Chargers really has not stepped up to where, um, they're not keeping up with their offense. They're not stepping up to where they should be. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stay with the Raiders. I'm not gonna complicate it. Numbers don't mean anything in this game. It's all just uh, going off of what you see in the fourth quarter, especially from the Chargers defense. Um, and the Raiders have been fairly consistent, even if that consistency has not been, you know, impressive. They're still consistent. Yeah, I, which is why I'm surprised the Lions are Chargers by one and a half. I think people see. Justin Herbert, what he can do for the offense, like, oh, they should be winning all these games. And people forget that that defense in the fourth quarter makes sure they lose all these games as well. It's like right. the Joe Burrow situation in Cincinnati. It's like, 
they're putting it's not their rookie quarterback's fault. It's that defense is just hot garbage. Oh yeah, you know, it's, it's, I mean, he he's doing what uh, he was doing more than what you can expect out right. of a rookie quarterback. He's thrown for eighteen hundred yards and fifteen touchdowns. Yep. That's an impressive year for a rookie. And one less game than Derek Carr, mind you. He's got the same exactly. stats in one less game, so he's just do going off. And it's just like, well, you feel sorry for the kid, but them's the breaks, unfortunately. Yeah, and. Uh, you know, I don't feel terribly sorry for him. Yes, he's he stepped up into the, the starting role and his defense isn't stepping up for him. But this is also um, you know, someone who probably wasn't going to start the first half of the season no. even at, or possibly at all this season, and he's getting a shot. So I don't feel too terribly bad for him because he's getting a shot that a lot of rookie guys didn't think that they were going to get. You're seeing uh, guy, guys like Joe Burrow get starts early in the season. Tua got starts earlier than we expected to see. And uh, so Herbert's just among the, the early on list of rookies that are getting on the field. I think it's great for him. He's learning leadership on the field, and I think he's going to um, end up as a, a very successful quarterback if he maintains this um, level of play. And, and if he gets on a team with a – Decent, decent defense to assist him at all. Um, that's something the Chargers need to do in the off, off season is bolster that defense. Yeah, at this point in time, of the three quarterbacks taking the first round, it's Burrow and Herbert fine for 1A, 1B, and two was clearly the third best because he did not look great against the Rams. So it's like, oh, well, maybe the Chargers and, were smart to take to get Herbert after Tua. Maybe they got lucky on that one. And you and I kind of agreed that, that Tua, he – might have a couple of good games, but shouldn't have started this early, not at this part of their schedule, um, and, and especially off of two drives, two two passes. Yeah. Not, not, but that's a, we've already had a whole discussion on that. Yeah. And so we've reached our game of the week. It is, again, we've had a pretty good run of picking games of the week. We've been kind of accurate on these, so they've been good games. This one is going to be a slobber knocker of a fight. It's going to be a rematch of week one where TB12 threw two picks in a game. I predicted who would win that game on the money again, but this game is Saints v. Buccaneers with the NFC South on the line because the Bucs hold a half-game lead over the Saints. If the Saints win this game, they hold the tiebreaker over the Bucs. So this is a huge game for the Buccaneers. And, of course, this game will be decided by the infamous coin flip that we so like to do. That's going to become a regular occurrence here. In fact, we may do something later on in the season or in the, the, the postseason where every single game is a coin flip. So be on the lookout for that. Yeah. Chris, you have the honors of, of the special coin. Which, tell us a little bit about this coin. Well, what, this co- what, what is, What's special about it? Well, the coin is unfortunately unremarkable. It's, it's a common coin. It's, for, it's from 2004, and <laughs> on the back of it, it has the, um, the, the lovely state, I'm told, of Wisconsin on it. The state I loathe so much because of the team they have up there in the Green Bay that plays football, and they have some, some backup baseball team to the Cubs in Milwaukee. So, I mean uh, – I, that, hey, compared to <laughs> compared to Illinois in general, I I, I call it the promised land. Um, <laughs> True. But when it comes to sports teams, um, the the they're the state you love to hate. Yeah. So. Um, all right. Well, and, and obviously, it's it's not a not a rarity, not a rare quarter. No, it is not. But Tom, you get to call it heads or tails. What you got? 
Sticking with what I've done before, going tails. All right, here we go. Oh boy, I gotta find it now, guys. We have a problem in the. I found don't it. Let, ah. Don't let it fall under your size 13 foot to clarify. It is head, senor. Ah, oh, all right. Uh, think the bounce off the t off the desk onto the floor onto the carpet and all the mess that happened there because I got to pick the team I wanted to take going into this, which should help me win three to two. I'm taking the Tampa Bay Gronkineers. The line is the Gronkineers by four and a half. Tom Brady is back in the MVP hunt. Yes, he is my favorite quarterback of all time. Twenty touchdowns, four INTs. 274.4 yards per game, about average. 103.1 pass rate, not as good as some, not as great, not as bigly as others, but he is on <laughs> fire. That ground game is explosive with with Fournette being hurt most of the year. They still have 4.5 yards per carry for Ronald Jones, 4.5 yards per carry for Leonard Fournette's 5.8 yards when he ever runs the ball in Keyshawn Vaughn. They get 111 yards per rushing game between those three guys. And that that passing attack. Woo, buddy. They have Scotty <laughs> Miller, who is your, your traditional Julian Edelman-type receiver that Brady loves throwing the football to. Mike Evans, who's been hurt th the whole year, but is still a red zone threat with seven touchdowns. They have Gronk. Gronk, who's coming alive. Finally, we're seeing the Gronk of old show up. Chris Gowan, if he plays, is a very good wide receiver. I think he's supposed to play this week. They announced he's going to play, which is a huge advantage. And I believe they add another wide receiver. Um, uh, you guys may have heard of him. He's this guy who has some issues off the field. He might have frozen his feet. He might have thrown a TV off his balcony. Something like that happened. He may have punched some people. Uh, he has issues, but when he's on the field, he's just too dang good in Antonio Brown. So now you give Brady another weapon to throw the football to, and that defense is just as good as the offense. 7.8 yards per pass attempt, 12th best in the NFL. 3.2 yards per rush attempt allowed, the best in the NFL, and 20.6 points allowed per game, seventh best in the NFL. I'm so stoked I got to pick the Gronkineers for this one because I watched this. I looked at this game and I said, the Buccaneers, I'll take this one if I get to the coin toss. I'm not going to pick the upset. This one I'm sticking with the favorite because I'm not going to beg against Tom Brady in a rematch that he lost to Drew Brees. He's going to be out for blood in this one. And it's unfortunate that I have the Saints now because I was going to take <laughs> the Bucks, you scoundrel. Um, <laughs> and by the way, you, you call Antonio Brown a, a weapon. I call him a ticking time bomb. Um, either way, I think he's going to go off on the field, both are, both which is what he's, he's done. Both are weapons <laughs> used in different formats. Um, I, I think that uh, you're right that he's he's good on the field. Um, he does put his money where his mouth is. He just tends to run his mouth a lot. Um, and so that, that's, that doesn't happen. I mean, you know, on the field stuff, though, he's, he's a good wide receiver. Um, but I like taking um, the, the Saints here. Not entirely impressive against the Bears because it was a close game. Um, but when you look at the numbers, fairly even against uh, against uh, compared to the Bucks. Excuse me, uh, twenty nine point four points per game compared to thirty point nine, within about a two point uh, difference. You got uh, twenty eight point one points allowed versus twenty point six points allowed for the Bucks. That's a big difference maker. That's that defense coming back. 
um, with that 326 yards allowed per game. Um, but the the Saints have produced more on offense on average, about 396 yards per game. Yards passing, Breeze and Brady are about even per game, but they have more on the ground going for them. And so, um, and they've won four out of their last five. Their last loss was to Green Bay on September 27th. So they did not lose in the month of October. Um, they're carrying that momentum while it was a close game. They've had three close games in a row um, against Chargers, Carolina, and uh, the Bears, two of those being overtime wins. Um, it's still a four-game win streak nonetheless that I think they're going to carry the momentum into. Um, Kamara has been um, pretty consistent this year, 431 yards on 87 carries for four touchdowns. Kamara is also the leading receiver with 556 yards and three touchdowns through the air. So he has seven of, of the team's touchdowns himself um, and combined for almost a thousand yards, all-purpose yards. Uh, you know, well, not all-purpose necessarily, but uh, between rushing and, and receiving yards. So, um, and what's interesting it, to note is listed by ESPN. I know this is not necessarily the case. Sean Miller is this Sean Miller? Uh, Miller for Tampa Bay is the leading receiver. 400 yards. Scotty Miller, yeah. Scotty Miller, sorry. I yeah. I, I, Scott, I know a Sean Miller myself, and so that's <laughs> kind of mixed up. With it this. is Scotty um, Miller, yes. Scotty Miller. Um, 25 receptions for 400 yards and two touchdowns listed as the, the leading receiver, although we know his favorite target is the Gronk. Yes. Um, pull the lever, Gronk. Um, Scotty Miller's the wrong lever. So anyway, uh, I'm, I'm trying to make a loose reference. Bear with me. That was a bad one. Uh, I'm kind of grasping at straws here because I did expect to have a chance at taking the Bucks. Although these are two fairly even teams, I, I think we're going to see a shootout. This is clearly why it's the game of the week. Um, two Hall of Fame quarterbacks, Breeze and Brady, um, going to go running and gunning. Not necessarily too much running, but they're going to make part <laughs> with the gunning. Um, I mean, they're they're old. They're not going to be moving too much, man. But they're they're going to try to make up for it with their arms. Nineteen hundred yards passing for Breeze, about twenty two hundred yards for Brady. Um, I mean, these are this is a matchup you you want to see. This is one you want to. Um, th this is the reason that it is the Sunday night game, man. So mark your calendars for 720 Central Time. It's going to be a fun one to watch. So you, me, I get to watch Brady and Breeze and listen to my favorite uh, commentary duo of Al Michaels and Chris Consworth. I'm down on watching this game. I'm getting the bet everything I want in life because I know you can't stand Chris Collinsworth's voice. I love his insight, so I love the sh I love NBC show with Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth. So I'm ecstatic about that. And all right, it's I I, I don't mind him as a commentator be, from the content perspective. What he actually says makes a lot of sense. He's a good analyst. He's a good commentator. He kind of like get, gets the whole the whole picture. His voice is what does it for me. That's all it is. Like you know, in general, he's a guy I'd rather take him over Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. Yeah, but absolutely. Um, I, it's the the voice is a little bit nasally, a little bit whiny. I, I can be that way myself. Hey, I can be hey, annoying. That's my voice. Calm down. That's why I love coming. That's oh, my voice. Man. You're making fun no, of that. You're, you're... <laughs> oh man uh for the folks not paying attention at home i just inadvertently insulted chris um so Wait, chris our friendship is, is uh on the ropes 
Yeah. Uh, Chris is so heartbroken that his voice sounds like dirt. I'm shocked people would think that. I only say it all the time. <laughs> I have not heard you say that on this show once. Uh, although we do have the voices for a silent movie. So it's implied. It is. It's implied. So um, nevertheless, this is gonna be this is gonna be clearly the game of the week for us. And so um, yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I say that every week about a lot of games, but this one really will be fun because you are are witnessing um, two Hall of Fame quarterbacks duke it out. Absolutely. And those are the five games we have for you. I, most of them have playoff implications. So, again, we found five good games for you. The Chargers are the only, only team on this list below 500. So we have 10, nine good teams. with a ten, The Chargers are interesting because of Justin Herbert. And we hope this is another like three. I'm hoping it's another three-two split. Hopefully, I come out on top on this one. I'm hoping Tom doesn't get the five-zero that I gave him the first week. So I'm hoping to avoid that because uh, I don't want to hear about that. Like I gave it to him, which was a lot more fun. It's giving to him. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen eventually. If it's not this week, I'm gonna be coming for you another time. <laughs> but please follow our Facebook page for more updates regarding our show. And let's get into this now. Do you want me to break the news? Break the news. I think I told myself. So we are not going to live stream this Friday as we on YouTube as we had expected. Um, we've had some technical difficulties, and we can get the audio to work. The video is not um, coming through, so. Um, we're, we're working through the bugs on that. If you happen to have some experience in that arena, so feel free to email us at our, our Gmail that we talk about every week, sportsandmorewithct at gmail.com. Um, so we're, we're taking our time to do this right. We are on YouTube, though. We are going to start dropping our, our audio files onto YouTube just with our, our logo, um, that Sports and More de- uh, you know, icon. Um, as the video, quote unquote. But uh, as far as a live stream goes, we may try to work something out with Facebook if we can't figure out YouTube soon enough. But uh, YouTube is going to be put on hold for now for a live stream until we can get it to work. You might see some test files out there if you start subscribing to us. But uh, we're, we're going to work out the bugs and bring you some quality content, some quality live streams. You will hear about it well in advance when we do have an idea of when we're going to do it. Just not going to be as soon as we thought, thought of Jimmy. And I would like to take the time to apologize to all of you because I was the one who initiated this. I said we should be good to go by fr- by next Friday. I was very confident. I'm going to quote Dr. Rodney McKay here from Sergey Atlantis. I'm an extremely arrogant man who thinks all his plans are going to work out just fine. <laughs> Unfortunately, my, uh, my, my thinking that it was going to work just fine was proven to be false because the one thing I thought was going to work flawlessly was the video, and that was the one <laughs> thing that broke almost instantly as, as, as we went to test this out on Tuesday. So, um, yeah, I apologize to all of you. I will, I'm will. i working on plans B, C, and D right now. We're going to have a test on Sunday. Hopefully my, one of my three plans works out just fine, and we can get this back up to you for next our next episode, but we don't know, and we don't want to promise you guys anything because as we found out when we promise you guys things, something breaks and we can't deliver it to you guys, and we don't want to put you guys in that situation again. 
because that's not very professional, even though we are unprofessional on the show. But we are so unprofessional. But I want to apologize personally. I feel terrible about this, and I've been distraught for the last 24 hours thinking about it. And and I've I've reassured him, and but we would appreciate some uh, good comments from from all of you on the Facebook post to reassure Chris as well that uh, it is not disappointing because, like you said, we are not professionals. We're not. We're, we're learning this as we go. So um, what we are going to do going forward, just for for you, is what we hope to do. Uh, under promise and over deliver. Um, we, we have some lofty goals and we want to meet those goals and we'd love to, to do that as soon as possible. Um, but we also know that we we are um, not media guys. We This is not what we, we know. This is not uh, what we've studied, what we've worked with quite a bit. And so we're learning. Um, and uh, so we, we are, we're going to give you quality stuff whenever it happens to work out. Yeah. So again, you can email us at sports and more with CT. That's capital C, capital T at gmail.com for any questions or concerns or boosting my spirits and telling me I mean, I don't care whichever way you go. I can take it. I'm a big boy. I, I'm more hard on myself than you guys can ever be about me. So don't worry about it. But take it away, Tom. Let's keep this rolling. Get this over with. You can also go to our anchor page or Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere else that you get your. Um, podcast. We can, you can download this episode, any future episodes, and go ahead and go back to the beginning and listen to all of our past episodes as well. We're creating some stuff for you. And we'll thank all of you. Probably our tens, tens. and tens of people ensure ridiculous ramblings, antics, and everything, and especially when we have to apologize for overpromising and underperforming. And uh, like I've said before, Chris, you know, you're, you're handling a lot of the tech stuff. So I, I appreciate you for that. And I want to just be open with, with that. And I've told you before, um, but uh, all that behind the scenes work that you're doing is, is incredible. You know, a world above what I do at this point. Um, next episode's creation date uh, will still be this Friday. We are still going to record this Friday and try to push it out later this weekend. Uh, just not going to be a live stream. So um, just going to be a normal anchor drop. Um, we'll put it on Facebook. So look out for that. Um, picks are going to go go live. You'll be listening to this, obviously, before the Thursday night game, uh, the, the Green Bay Niners game. And then our week 10 picks should be coming at you before next Thursday night, the 12th. Um, so Keep an eye on the Facebook page for updates regarding weekly picks and the weekly um, regular episodes. Until then, as always, stay safe and healthy, especially in the times that we are looking at with uh, everything that's going on in the world. I just uh, I, I want to reiterate that I, I hope that all of you are staying safe and staying healthy. I know that I try not to extend that, that outro too much. But we appreciate you, and we just want the best for you. So with that, good night. Chris and Tom's Picks of the Week were brought to you by no one. All non-original thoughts and ideas were properly noted during each pick. <laughs>